some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Barflies, welcome to the Barfly Tailgate Show. You already know it's live. It's done by Barflies for Barflies and all the other Bears fans out there. It's what I mean. We call it Victory <laughs> Sunday, I guess. But whoo, man! I mean, if there's anything you want to see out of your starters, the last game of the preseason and putting it all together, then I mean, that that was kind of fucking it. Um, you know, there's of course maybe a couple things here and there that people are going to complain about or whatever, but. Fuck them. I don't care. They they did it. They came out <laughs> fucking little, you know, little stall on the first drive. But after that, man, it was just impressive uh, patience in the pocket. You know, like the great 19th century poet. Um, Got to have patience. You know, Axel Rose. Um, but here we go. We're, we're going to kick this. We're going to kick this thing around the room and, uh, and get this thing started. We'll go from there. Let's start it off with our man out in Cali. Let's go to the West Coast first. Mr. Jordan Silvera. Jordan, what's up, brother? How are you, man? Yeah, yes, sir. Good morning, everybody. AC, Bobby, C-Dub across the pond. I, uh, I love it. West Coast, West Coast. Good old 707 in the morning. And you know. I don't know. Maybe AC will have an announcement about our time sometime soon, but I'll leave that up to him. But yeah. I I'm st- look I, uh, I I guess I'll be honest I didn't even go to bed till around no joke four hours ago so I'm on four hours of sleep why <laughs> because I was simply buzzing about this Bears game and it's still seven oh seven I'm ready to run through a fucking wall because of this yeah. game <laughs> yeah I know man it was just it was it was it was pure excitement um you know like, due to NFL and programming and zoning or whatever the hell you want to call it, whatever thing you're in. I think all of us started off on like an iPhone like this. Right. And then, um, finally NFL plus kicked in you fucking piece of shit. NFL plus it didn't start at game time. It started like two minutes late. So I didn't think it was there. So my old ass neck is all fucking worked out trying to watch this thing on a phone and my eyes are blurry and damn, but whatever it kicked in, man. And I, you know, got to sit down at the big screen and watch it. Yeah, exactly. My, Damn, Parkinson's is kicking in. I can't see shit, uh, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, let's go over to Mr. Aaron Current, AC, the bearded Bears fan, the Kentucky kid. What's up, brother? How are you, man? What it do, baby? I'm fired up, too, man. 
I was uh, watching on my phone, trying to find a way to stream for some reason. Beards in the way. Right, right. I mean, <laughs> for some reason, yesterday they had Fox was showing a game. They had um, – there's an Ohio channel that I get here that's, of course, in Cincinnati. And then NFL Network, they all had a game on. All three of them were Bengals-Rams. Actually, when I when I switched to NFL Network just to see if there was a mistake, it was Raiders and Patriots or something like that. And I was like, come on, dude. We can't get this game at all. So I, I found a way to stream it. I watched the first half on my phone just like just like y'all. Uh, yeah. I didn't really catch the second half, but I did catch the final score, and it sounds like it might have been a little close there at the end. But, I mean, I'm fired up about that. And we are six days from Kentucky football kicking off. So I'm getting all my <laughs> tailgating stuff together this week, getting the Blackstone good and seasoned up, and I'm fired up, man. I was talking to Chris about it before I got in here. And I'm Careful, you can't say Blackstone in Chicago. That's that's a that's a different thing altogether. Oh, is it? Is yeah. It? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a country boy. I don't understand, yeah. man. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> say, that's, a, that's a different thing altogether. But uh, whatever, man. It's all good. Uh, you know, we we know some. We'll be okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. Just just the whole excitement of it all, man. And, and going and uh, fuck, we'll get into it all. And um, our boy across the pond, Mr. C Dub, Chris Watts. Brother, what's up, man? I know you've been waiting. Like your morning's already over. Us, we woke up and we're like, yeah. all right, here we go. But you're like, fucking, yeah. here we go. So what's up? I, I'm always like, yeah, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. So I'm sort of been going for hours and hours. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm good, I'm good, fellas. Yeah, managed to survive another week. Uh, and just, <laughs> it was just like, uh, feels this play yesterday. It was just the best I'd ever seen him play in a Bears uniform. It was absolutely amazing. So yeah, yeah. I'm absolutely stoked from the, <laughs> Three wins in a row. I know it's pre-season, but it's still three wins. It's still good momentum. So I'm like Jordan. I'm like, yeah, I want to, I want to get some pads on, man. I run through a wall, summit. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, everything's good over here, brother. Good, good to hear, man. Yeah, so let's uh, let's just roll right into this thing. I mean, I don't know, like, if it was just on. I don't know if it was on different networks or whatever, but. So the very beginning of the game, Joe Thomas and them are. I don't, did you guys have Joe Thomas? Is that who you had? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. So the very beginning of the game, they're talking, you know, the Matt Nagy offense and this and that and and thirtieth in the league and fucking the worst fucking team on third down and and David Montgomery only averages two point seven yards a carry or whatever the three point two or whatever the hell it was, right? And just shitting down on everything. Um, you know, and kind of going into it and then saying what well, they said like Matt uh they didn't say Eberflus. They said something different, but uh, they've, you know, they just shit it all away. Um, mm. And then for them to come out and the Bears start putting it on them, they turn around and they're like, "Well, we don't have our starting defensive ends, and none of our cornerbacks are out oh, there, and this and that." You know, I, I don't care about any of that. And I get that people will say that. I get that. I mean, more so Browns fans should say that. If you're a Bears fan and you're saying that, like, you should just be excited at, at the momentum and that things finally clicked and shut the fuck up. But um, you know, like all in all, man, things they came out. First drive was the first drive. I mean, you know, it started out, you're getting your feel, I guess, you know, in the stadium, whatever. Last last year there, AC, um, you were you were in the stadium for that uh fuck sad. fest that happened. Yeah. Um and uh, how many sacks was there? Eight? Nine. Nine, nine yeah, maybe. I, I don't nine, know. Yeah. 
nine yeah. out of our 58 we gave up then last year. But yeah. all in all, good start to this good well, good close to the preseason, let's say. Um, the momentum's there. Uh, AC, break it down, man. You got let's let's start with first drive. Let's I mean, we don't have to do all only the good. We can do the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's start with the first drive. Um, maybe just some quirks to wink, you know, to work out or, or little things. What'd you, th- what'd you think on that first drive going in? I'll be honest. I didn't even see the first drive. I was still trying to find it. So, <laughs> oh. I mean, maybe don't go to me first. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I was still trying to find a way to watch the damn thing. So <laughs> I missed the first drive. <laughs> Jordan, what about you, man? What you got? I got it, but I just want to make sure if, if Chris has got some leeway too. Chris, were you able to see the first drive? I only saw the second drive, I guess. Okay, no I was trying try to find it somewhere from like the worst pundits in the world. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. Yeah. You go, Jordan. I saw every drive apart from the first one. So I were, uh, it That's would have fine, been, though. it was 12 o'clock at night when it kicked off. So I was trying to like try and watch on some of it. So I were the same. I think I missed the first drive, sir. So. You go for That's it, fine. Jordan, mate. I'll try to do my best recounting for the country boy and the man across the pond. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And so, you across uh, the bond. <laughs> first play opens up. It is a zone read to Montgomery going across the white right. It's actually they called it an RPO, but it looked like a zone read to me. Uh, overhang defender to the left is hanging around, which causes Fields to give the ball off to Monty. Hands the ball to Monty. The issue there is that the three tech because Cleveland runs an even front. Borum is at right tackle. Jenkins is at right guard. The D end, Alex Wright, or the three tech essentially shoots in. Borum does not pass the block off well enough to Jenkins. Yeah. Wright ends up crossing the face and beating Jenkins on that. What Jenkins really could have done is just sit there and, and really kind of accept it. And like I said, some of this, and this is where I guess I'll be able to get my analysis here. For Bears fans, understand that everybody loves the offensive linemen. Like, this is just going to work from the gate. Zone blocking in many ways is easier for offensive linemen because it's less talent-based about, hey, can you push your man? Can you just automatically maul them? But all of that stuff that becomes easier takes a lot of time. You have to know your man. How do we pass off blocks? How do I match up hips with him, his footwork? So a lot of that's just par for the course. It's not some super alarming thing. But Tevin Jenkins gets beat pretty bad on the first rep. I think Jenkins has some some do for that. Second play is a draw. Uh, this is probably to me, as much as I've really enjoyed seeing what Luke Getzey had, the draw to me was one of the worst plays of the game. And it, like I said, it's not awful. It just, it's, you know, typical draw. Hey, everybody looks passable. And this is the problem is you have an offensive line that needs to displace people and get them off the ball. You're asking them to take a step back against a very aggressive one gap defense like your own with Cleveland. They're taking a step back and then having to try and push. Yeah, push forward, yeah. And you had montgomery going up the middle and what happened is it was it was anthony walker number five ends up blitzing and nobody's there to pick him up because mustafer and whitehair are still stuck trying to move a d tackle off the ball and what you would have hoped is that by that time that walker's crashing down whitehair has taken the defensive lineman mustafer has gone up to walker and then montgomery boosts through never happened final play here it is a pass at which point they run a tech stunt or excuse me, an X stunt and is coming across first defensive tackle is coming over the back. That's happening on both sides of the defensive line. 
Left side, Braxton and Cody handled it fine. Issue there with Jenkins and Borum is as the defensive end is coming in on a delay first, Jenkins doesn't notice it as quick as I'd like, so I'll be fair to give him some issue there, give it a negative rep. But I also think at the end of the day, Borum does not fully pass him off well enough. He barely touched him, though. Yeah, so a a couple of things. Like Tevin Jenkins, he does see it. It's just late. But for somebody as big and physical and aggressive as him, you have a half of a man, which I understand is a little target zone. But you sit there and you smack the shit out of him to displace him. Yeah, yeah. And then you're ready to take anybody coming over or helping Borum out. He takes kind of a, oh, I didn't see it late. I'll try to push. And Borum doesn't even assist. So it ends up just splitting the difference. And the guy gets right into Fields' face and Fields has to throw it hot. And that is essentially the first drive. Yeah, and I think that was over to Pettis. But it was kind of just a, you know, yep. kind of tossed up. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it was. It kind of started out um, – you know, I won't say that it started out like here we go again, right? I kind of mm-hmm. seen it as starting out like, um, you know, you build the game plan, you build the the game plan. Um, you get out there, you you get it going. Uh, get Monty a couple, you know, get his cleats in the dirt, get him cut a couple times, you know, let him let him make a move here and there, um, and try to start it off like that and get people game speed ready because you know, I mean. I'm sure it's still like that for them. I get that they play games all the time, but that was those first couple of plays of the game. People are hot, man. People are ready. Mm-hmm. They're they're excited. They're pumped. They're ready to go. Um, and then you kind of you know either take the will out of somebody to continue playing, mm-hmm. you know, or there's they're just beaten down, beaten, and they get tired. Um, but yeah, I I don't think it was it was bad in a sense, right? Um, it's not like you know it started off with a you know sack fucking line got crushed then mm-hmm. a, then another one and then the, the fumbles you know recovered by us fuck whatever fourth and 14 and punt you know um so it wasn't horrible i would say but um yeah it's you got to build off of stuff and that's what we've been saying in the past um about how everything goes how naggy absolutely failed to even string things together or even give the look to Monty on, on the zone and then turn around and play action somewhere else or do anything like that. So, so yeah, I wasn't too upset with it. I mean, it's, it is what it is. It was just like, okay, yeah, we're getting started. Here we go. Um, Defense, defense comes out on the field, do the same thing. You know, Mm -hmm. we get a, get a three and out against Cleveland, Cleveland ends up punting and then we're back for our second drive. Um, Second drive comes in fields starts to look a lot different. I would say um, if you're in the chat, let me know what you think. I just think he looked a lot different yesterday mm. in the pocket, comfortable, you know, just comfort, comfortability with the line um, and wasn't, didn't look really look happy feet and, and that. Um, mm. What'd you see from fields on that second drive, Chris? What'd you see, man? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, his footwork was definitely better. Uh, he seemed to have a bit more time up the middle. Uh, you know, the one, the one would be getting the pressure up the middle like we did in the previous preseason game. But like uh, when it, when he rolls out and passes, man, it's like a thing of beauty, isn't it? My God! And uh, yeah, I, I was complete, like you said, Bobby. Like some there was something different. There was some sort of he just looked so confident, and he looked like you yeah. know the thing yeah. the game was going at his own speed. Yeah, exactly. And I agree with you. I mean, and I think that's something that kind of bit us in the. I won't say bit us in the ass, but it was something that was said last preseason. I think it was last preseason where they asked fields about NFL game speed. And he's like, I just mm. looks like a game to me. It doesn't look like it's 
much faster. You know what I mean? And everybody's like, oh, shit. And that, like, blew up all over the place. But then, you know, we've seen what happened or, or, or what it boiled down to. But I agree with you, man. I think he was – I think he understood where his wide receivers were going to be. Yeah. Um, understood the play design and what his job was. Not like, well, if this happens, do this. If this happens, do there's not – I won't say that Getty's offense is simplistic, right? But I would say it's not as stupidly complicated as <laughs> it needs to be, or as yeah. Matt Nagy's was, right? It's Justin's got to read, he's got to read, he's got to read. Hey, if you yeah. if you ain't feeling good about it, man, roll, fucking roll, yeah. and get out of there. Um, you know, and I just think that he's way more comfortable with the way that this is going, and it's and it's built to his talents. Like I think every single one of us would be. Let me uh let me go over to Mister Ryan Kirkland Billings with his fucking John Lennon glasses on. What it do, baby? Boo! What's up, man? How you doing this morning? Doing good, fellas. Man, sat and watched this game last night. Got got a little hype, but then I, I kind of tempered myself and said, you know what, man? This this should be par for the course. Uh, that's how the offense is supposed to look. I don't care yeah. who's out there. I don't care second team defense, second team offense. I don't. I don't give a damn. Justin Fields came out and he played, and that's what we expected. Yeah, to look like. So, <clears throat> man, I'm not, I give kudos with kudos to do, but I'm not gonna pat you on the back because that's what you're supposed to do. True. Yeah. I mean, either way, I get it. And and yeah, I know there's still people in the chat saying, "Oh, second team defense, whatever." I mean, he put up three touchdowns. If it's a second-team defense, then good. He should fucking tear him apart yeah. and put up three fucking touchdowns. Um, so he did exactly what you know what he should have done. And um, and who knows? I mean, I know it's it's preseason and whatever, but uh, I think Monty looked good. He started off a little rough, like we just said, but then was lower in the shoulder and kind of like, okay, here you take that. You know, you want you want to stand here, take this, and bring that home with you. Um, I guess let's just go. I mean, we don't have to go drive by drive. Let's just we'll start with Fields. I've got with, the I've got the second drive here, so we'll, we can play this. Okay, good. Yeah, so this one, oh, that's not the first play, of the second drive, there, right? Oh, whatever. I, I think it's just highlights of each drive, but I yeah, love yeah. to see the play action that we're actually using now. But it works because we're actually running the ball. Yeah, I mean, and there's a good baggy. pocket. Yes. And that's perfect, man. That's shit. You can pause it if you want, but that's bullshit right there. I know we complained about Fields in the past about he doesn't slide low enough or whatever, but he was down there and he still got smacked. And I loved how the team came together to kind of, uh, kind of fucking yeah. support him. Yeah, I did. And then you know, hit just dropping dimes, dude. He was hit. He was yeah. on target, which is great. We're seeing a lot of Cole commit, which. Yeah, I mean, I I think he's going to be a huge – I know we're not a fantasy football show, but I think he's going to be a huge option for people this year that wait on tight end. Boom, sit, perfect, bang. Drops it between two guys, and you love love to see it, man. Dude, what have we flipped these glasses up now? (laughs) What the fuck? Uh, Yeah, I mean, he's out there like straight just threading it. I mean, threading the needle, whatever, but – his progression and he just looks comfortable. He looks comfortable doing it. It doesn't look so crazy as before. Jordan, what'd you see on that drive, man? Yeah, I mean, there's so much to glean from. I mean, one is you you had said it, Bobby, and I thought it was interesting as you were saying that this offense is somewhat simplistic. I'll be the first to say it. I think it's somewhat of a very simple offense. Yeah. And I mean, as a guy that watches NFL football around the league, it still kind of amazes me that just lighting up your fullback and then asking him to run across the backs of the offensive lineman across the formation to just 
simply run a flat route on the other side always gets open. That when yeah. you're in when you're on goal line, you literally run Gruden's favorite that's been ran for 20 years, Spider 2Y banana, and the fullback's <laughs> always available. Like it's there are certain things about this offense that I'm just like, how has nobody found I realize that's coming. That was the first play Boston game, simply just a sift block. It's you're gonna see some of those where he actually comes across and blocks somebody on a split zone. That's just the play action waggle version of it, where yeah. you're rolling out backside, you hit the flat. Uh, you usually have like we've talked about the alert deep deep middle crosser and then you have your flat route and then if those three fail justin use your legs and run you talk about the hit i i've actually been pretty critical about justin fields and his sliding that was the first time that i think i can say without a doubt i don't think he did did a bad slide i think it's important to understand it's all full speed mm -hmm. uh is it 50 i know 50 was the number i think it was the last name williams or something like that but understand it's full speed it's hard to slow up but if you actually go frame by frame it's sure. Would we wish he'd declare himself five steps earlier? Absolutely. But he starts sliding well before 50 decides to duck his shoulder into him. Yeah. So it's completely his fault. He needs to pull back. And the penalty's right. But I do have real concerns about how much more of those Justin's just going to take over his career. Took a lot in year one. It's already been, I mean, think about this. Yes, he played a lot this game, but it wasn't even late into the game to get that. In this preseason, he's had two or three of those. Yeah, I, I don't know if you if you want to see your quarterback taking almost twenty of those a season, even if it's just one a game. It, it's ridiculous. But the good point of that, Bobby, is that what everybody should love the temperament and the loyalty of that yes. line to say because this is where I mean I, I'm an OG football player like a lot of you all gentlemen were. Yeah. The whole idea is like rule number one when you get to camp when it's first starting football, AC probably maybe the coaches told your son this. One, you keep the quarterback clean above all else. Yeah. Two, when the running back's on the ground, you pick his ass up. Three, anybody else disrespects your teammates, you punch him in the fucking mouth. And yeah. that's exactly <laughs> what you saw, which was like, you're gonna fuck with my quarterback. Yeah. See if I don't fucking bury you, motherfucker. And yes, excuse me, you can see I'm passionate about this because this is the guy that I've seen get his face driven into the dirt. And some of it's his shitty slides. I get it. But this is this is the Ryan Poles era where none of this shit is going to be tolerated or accepted. And if yeah. you put hands on my quarterback, see if we don't cause an all-out rage of our team rushing to his defense. And that's exactly what I was happy to see. Yeah, I mean, and like you said, I think I was, I've was i been critical over the way he slides too, where he kind of mm. like, you know, we talked about it before, where he kind of just sits up and, and goes down, not like really a baseball slide, but he kind of, it's just, he's still kind of upright in it, right? And you know, it's going to come across, the level's going to come across, right? Yeah. The guy, the defender coming in, you got to kind of give him room to not fucking hit you if you're going to slide, if he's coming at you full speed, right? And you're going to have to get down. I think that one was fine. Um, and I think it's all going to come with a little clout, though, too. And a little – we've always seen these running quarterbacks. Quarterbacks who run tend to get hit more than pocket quarterbacks who are just mm -hmm. scrambling to get a couple yards because a play broke down. Mm -hmm. um, quarterbacks so, so who are – We need to just stop talking about this game because bear with me here says we beat a bunch of backups. We need to calm it down. <laughs> <laughs> Bear with, bear with me. <laughs> um, can't be excited about the offense looking good and clicking and running. Yeah, whatever. Bobby, something you're saying too. You're saying like running quarterbacks typically get hit. Yes, Fields can run, but this is the bullshit. Yeah, I know. Never seen Fields be Lamar Jackson or even yeah, exactly. Williams. 
Exactly. But and I think that that's kind of where he's at. So I think he needs the and I don't know if clout's the right word, right? But in the NFL, in the officiating eyes, I think mm-hmm. he needs the the clout of being the pocket passer first because we've seen Jackson take some fucking massive hits and nobody they weren't doing anything about it. They were just like, "Hey, he was a runner." Um I think there's a difference in their mind of who's a runner and who's a quarterback and mm-hmm. And some of those dudes, like if Rogers scrambles for 12 yards and that hits on fucking Rogers, there's flags everywhere. And, and oh, definitely. Pe- yeah, and people are getting fined and, and whatever. Um, I just think that it's it might take a little while, but I think Fields' slide got better. Um, I'm not saying Justin Fields is fucking Lamar. I want him to be exactly who he is, a passer. And when it breaks down, be some dude who can get out there and get fucking running, but be still be treated like a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I told you guys before the show, if that's Rodgers or Tom Brady, that dude that hit him is kicked out of the league and stuck to prison or something. Like, yeah, Tom gets his first child. <laughs> <laughs> and all of his Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, if, if you put your, your finger inside the face mask or you flip off Aaron Rodgers, that's a penalty. That's yeah. a fine and a penalty, Mario yeah. Edwards. So, I mean, let's, let's not forget about that. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's partially. I mean, that's partially down to poor refereeing, though, isn't it? Really, if the ref, you know, just because Fields is athletic, but the game's changing. You know, it's not like it was in the eighties where you had quarterbacks just staying in the pocket a lot of the time. You know, a lot of the quarterbacks will run out and you know and have a go if, if the play breaks down. So, I mean, I think that's just out of poor, poor officiating, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and Chris I don't is- know if um, I don't want to make it a race thing, but does. I don't think Josh Allen gets those flags either, does he? I mean, he runs no. quite a bit. So yeah, no, he doesn't. He's and well, he he runs like that. And Allen wasn't. He doesn't get those flags either. And he was. Right. He took some fucking big hits. No, yeah. well, I AC. I hate to say it. Yeah, look. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. The reality is, the guy that reminds me of this most, and the game that just sticks out in my head is Cam Newton. There yeah. was that season after the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. They opened it up again, playing Denver, and there was a yeah. whole talk about. Why does this guy never get the calls? He gets the shit beat out of him. Mm-hmm. And like I said, call a spade a spade. If it's the color of their skin, I just think there's a little bit more of a correlation there compared to the other running quarterbacks that aren't getting this. But I also think to Chris's point, and this is so important, is that as much as I'm mad at the players for taking egregious shots that are unnecessary towards fields, and it is their fault, they're the ones taking the actions, that is only allowed to continue and perpetuate. Because you have the referees not setting boundaries saying that's unacceptable. Mm. If you continue to hit this guy, you will be penalized. You will be fined by the league office. And there's a very clear understanding from what happened last year to this year that you can hit Justin as late as you want, as hard as you want, as he's sliding. And you can hit him and rough in the passer in the Steelers game. There was none of that called when they're just abusing him after the ball's out of his hands. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want to this kid. You won't see a flag from us. You won't get fined by the league office. And so it's just it's the referees who are just as culpable as the as the actual players inflicting the punishment. Yeah, agreed. And I, I see the comment here. Overall, Justin looked poised and under control, but I need to see it against a real defense. I mean, what do you what do you want to see here? Like that's just so you're just gonna fucking you're just gonna nitpick everything about it. You don't think that like 
the design, like anything that was schemed or design worked, you don't like, what, mm-hmm. I, I don't get it, man. Gre- uh, Greedy Williams, second round pick, Grant Delpit, second round pick, Anthony Walker just got re-signed, was a starting backer last year. Alex Wright, third round pick from them. Trying to remember who else was out there. Martin Emerson, second round pick this year. I mean, what what else do you want to talk about? We can go through the yeah. line of, of guys. Javadavian Clowney was actually out there for a play. Uh, you know, he's not your biggest pass rushing specialist. So, yeah. Miles right. Garrett wasn't in there. I understand. Deshaun Watson wasn't playing Amari Cooper. But as far as you're just talking about Justin and the defense, a lot of the actual players, John Johnson was out there. So yeah. mm-hmm. to sit there and say that they didn't have their guys, it's a little disingenuous. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's what we said at the top of the show with them saying, well, we don't have anybody out there. But all they really meant is we don't have Miles Garrett out there. Because yeah. um, yeah. when they were saying it, everybody else was out there. So I just think it's like – Whatever, man. Cool. You need to see something else. Then, then watch next. Watch the fucking. You know. I mean, watch the line. The problem, problem would have became this if they came out and they played like shit. Mm-hmm. It would have been par for the course. It would have been exactly what everybody said. Okay, the Bears' offense fucking stinks. This is the worst team in the league. They're going to be picking number one overall next year. Justin Fields is going to get replaced. It would have been all of that same bullshit that we always hear. But yes. since it was what we all expected, he went out and he had a business. Now it's all, well, you know, it's the tools, it was this, it was that. We didn't hear that when the Falcons had their opening drive. I mean, the Falcons, the Lions had the opening drive against the Falcons. We didn't hear that when Jordan Love threw fucking four incompletions. And people were like, oh, my God, it's the greatest fucking, he's the greatest quarterback we've ever seen throw a ball. And nobody caught it. We weren't hearing that shit then. We were only we're only hearing it because it's fair. It's like I said before, we can't have nice things. It's, it, it goes through the media, it trickles down to yeah. the fans. It it is the same bullshit year after year. It's, it, it's just the way it is. That's true. So uh, I've got the clip here for the second touchdown drive. We'll go ahead and get into that and try to move on from this. Uh, fans who wanted to sit, are waiting for the regular season to see that against a real defense, you're perfectly fine to do that. You can stay in here and listen to us. We're going to continue to talk about this game because <laughs> that's that's what our that's yeah. what we're doing today. If you're, I don't if know you're what a Bears, if you're a Bears <laughs> fan and you're not hyped about the yeah. first half yesterday, I mean, you need to check your loyalty. I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. from what you were oh, told you were gonna get, from what you were told you were gonna get served versus to what came out on the plate, you should be fucking happy with what you got. Um, I don't care what your waiter looked like or if the fucking the cooking staff had to bring it to you. It doesn't fucking matter to me. It's what 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 came out on the plate. How good was it? Um, and that that's just what I'm going off. Go ahead, man. Another play action. Another dot. Just EQ. We have an EQ sighting. That was nice yeah, to see. He did. He did look a little like uh, beat up after that play. Here's the truck stick, Monty. Monty. Monty just came out and he's like, uh, uh-uh. uh. He put Definitely. it on him, man. He's so instrumental in his offense this year, man. He's if he had a second gear, we'd be looking at Monty like a, a top five running back. Yeah, yeah there's hey. there's your boy KB. Yes, your boy Pettis. Pettis making it. He making his roster, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think he will. I mean, all in all, it was a good drive. What was it, seven plays? Um, I can look up the box. Yeah, whatever. Either way, it doesn't matter. Um, I think they came out hitting. Um, they came out, you know, and just kind of continued to build it together. Um, mm-hmm. Monty, Monty got his, you know, I think that was uh, 
an actual that was a cutback. That play was designed to go the other way. Um, if I'm remembering the play right, it was designed to go the other way. Monty cut it back, um, came down and ended up kind of lowering the shoulder and giving the truck stick. Um, because the left side, you know, the left side was all crowded up where he was trying to go. So he cut back right, came down, um, gave a little truck stick, shrugged the dude off, um, you know, and got himself a little uh, a little hyped and ready to go. Um, and then Fields, Fields just waiting on things to develop. If you go back and look at the one, I think it was the second or third drive or the second or third pass play of that drive um, to, to EQ, that ball's in the air before he even turns around. He's still running mm-hmm. upfield. And the ball is is out of Fields' hand, and EQ turns around, and boom, it, and it's right there. Um, those are some things that the, on the development side that you didn't really see in in the previous years. You've seen it sometimes, but there's a lot of times where the receiver was waiting, gave the defender time to come up to do his thing. Um, so I think the rhythm and and the style is just like we kind of said, a lot better for Fields and just and just working. Um, you know, I don't know, Jordan. What do you see, man? I mean, that's to me. Don't get me wrong; there was tons of good plays. Yeah, I, I think I've caught a bit. I'll give KB president of the Dante Pettis bandwagon, but I feel like <laughs> I've been vice president at least because <laughs> I, I'm a California guy and I don't have any particular favorite college team. But I love the Huskies and a lot of what they've built up there. They had uh, defensive coordinator Pete Kwiatkowski um, and just a lot of things. I know Pettis is a wide receiver, but as far as that game. Yes, the touchdown to Griffin was awesome. I, that was a great catch, but Fields really put it in the window, put it in a spot where his tight end could catch it before he was hit. The Comet one's cool. All good plays. The Pettis one, though, was my favorite because as much as that's Justin, and it actually looked very similar to the Steelers one where Mooney has to toe-tap on the way out with like a yeah. minute left. I'm watching the live broadcast, and well, one, this is not throughout the whole game. Anybody that wants to go back and rewatch it, Dante Pettis has like a couple rocket jetpacks strapped to his back where he just looks like a jitterbug really fast. And I'm watching the live broadcast and I see him break this little post corner. And it's yeah. not even so much like a post corner because that's much more of a diagonal. It's actually kind of like a weird like dipper in a way where he kind of makes a little C cut. And I'm watching him just sit there blazing out of the gates, really sells hard on the inside, drives the defender in on single high makes the safety bite down on it as well, which then as soon as he breaks out with those jetpacks we've just talked about, the safety is bit down too far. He doesn't have the range to get out. And the corner has also taken the wrong alignment there. So you just see Pettis blitz out of the gate there and Fields just lays it on him before he's even told me on the break. I just, it was, it was my favorite. And Fields talked about this in the presser. Mooney is probably the best route runner. And I think he'd probably say that, but he'd actually said, yeah, that guy's arguably one of our best route runners. It's just you're seeing a guy, and it's a preseason game. As bear with me, said I'll take all of that into context. Right. This team is built upon. Let's just be frank. A lot of castoffs, a lot of prove yourself. Maybe your first couple stops didn't work right. Pettis looked arguably better than anything Equinemius St. Brown or Byron Pringle have done, or Bayless in their very limited time. Yeah. There looked like even just some hint of a connection there because it wasn't just the touchdown. He had thrown to Pettis before this as well in the game. So to me, I just – I loved what I saw. It was my favorite touchdown of the game. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll – go ahead, Gabby. Because I, I think I remember vaguely me mentioning Dante Pettis a while back. Now, mm-hmm. 
I can't remember how far back this was. It could have been. I think it was like like three seasons ago. Players being brought in. <laughs> I, I think I remember saying that Dante Pettis was in the same mold of a Chris Olave. I, I, I could have sworn I said the words. You know, similar heights. Speed was very comparable. They both kind of did the same things in college. Is it is it really a shocker that this man is sitting there saying he has chemistry with, with Pettis? He's a great route runner. He's fast. But that damn no-look pass to that. I didn't even know Pettis was standing out there on the sideline waiting for this man to throw him the ball, bro. That's the type of shit I'm talking about. I'll, look, I'm a, I'm a Dante Pettis fan, dog. So it, it, I'm just fanboy right now. My bad, my bad. No, you're good. I think you're exactly right, though. Like, you can see the chemistry that he has with certain people and Komet, Pettis, obviously Mooney from before. Um, and then you can see kind of like EQ is kind of just in the right place at the right time. I I haven't really seen – I mean, I don't want to beat the guy up because who knows what the, what the plan is, right? But I just – I feel like – when EQ gets the ball or when he's supposed to get it, there's always like that, you know, like when like little kids, when somebody fucks up, they're like, Oh, it's cause I hurt my shoulder was hurt, you know, or <laughs> ah, like this happened. I feel, I don't, I just feel like that when he does stuff. <clears throat> um, and I don't know, maybe it's the chemistry, maybe it's not, but I just think that Pettis definitely has built something with fields, you know, and, and hopefully we see that same thing develop with EQ, with Valus. Um, but, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of guys that are that are on prove it, you know, kind of things. They're on – it might be a blessing. And I know the chat is probably going to blow up, and you guys might be like, what the fuck? <clears throat> but could it be a blessing that we don't have a true – like people say, number one, we don't have a, a guy who – Give me the ball. I want the ball that we need to scheme into plays that we have to do this. Could it somehow be a blessing that we don't have that, that guy and that well, these the other dudes is, are now. The thing is Poles is doing exactly what he said he was going to do. When he got here, he said, we're not going to, we're not going to go after a name. We're not going to throw a bunch of money at OBJ or Julio. I'm going to get young, hungry guys with a chip on their shoulder and something to prove. He said that, I think it was on ESPN 1000 when he came in. And that's exactly what he's done. He grabbed Pringle, who has a chip on his shoulder. That's a bit of a pun. Uh, he grabbed, you know, EQ, a cast off in Green stop. Bay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, he, he's grabbing these guys who have something to prove. And the scheme is working. You talk about EQ being in the right place at the right time. Pettis, yes, he ran a beautiful route. But as you said, Jordan, we saw that play or parts parts of that play last year and it worked. So we're taking we're matching scheme with hungry players all coming together. Obviously, this is preseason, so we're playing against a vanilla defense. But I'm loving what I'm seeing from this scheme. I'm loving running the ball. We saw it with Monty there. And I'm loving play action off of it. We didn't have that with Nagy. It was like mm. my son playing Madden. You know, run curl routes. Okay, fourth and three. Let's run four verts. Like, what What are we, you know what I mean? And it seems like Getsy stacks plays and understands how to do so, 
how to create yeah. a team, you know? Yeah, let's let's go uh before we get to this third the third uh touchdown, the third drive there, or the fourth drive, third touchdown. Um, let's go into this offensive line real quick. And I know Jordan kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but Fields goes 14 for 16. Um, the offensive line doesn't give up a sack. Um, it's been a, a long time since <laughs> I think since that's happened. Um, you know, and 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 I think it's the gel, maybe the move. And sure, people are well, yeah, they didn't, whatever, whatever. I don't fucking care. Um, no sacks. And 14 for 16, he's got time in the pocket. He's he's poised in the pocket. Accuracy looks to be on point. I didn't see really any anything crazy. Um, Jordan, you can break down throwing mechanics if you if you had a chance to look at those and you know in in a slower time. But um, what do you think of the offensive line and and just the overall poise of uh, the whole chemistry? Well, we talked about the first drive looking like everybody was just getting settled. Right. And then, I mean, it was funny. Somebody asked me recently in the comments, like, how has it been being a Bears fan? We know you love trench play. And it's just been such a lackluster unit, both on defensive line from time to time and on offensive line specifically. And I don't think that – look, I still have talent concerns. When We're going to see week one when Nick Bosa is the yeah. most part of that team, Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw, all those guys. But really, at least with respect to this game – it looked like they had their kind of first drive. Let's take the shit in the toilet, flush it down. We'll come out and start fresh again. And I've some of it's the offensive line. Absolutely. They blocked it up perfectly. You saw. And I mean, I saw Tevin starting to work some of those old pass pro moves that I saw at Oklahoma State where he's sitting there snatching dude's arms and then laying on him going, I own you. Yeah, Sit yeah. down. And I mean, some of that's beautiful. Borum was getting movement in the run game on that Monty cutback. Uh, I mean, Look, Jeremiah Usakormo, Notre Dame, second-round pick last year, was a baller as a rookie. Saw Tevin Jenkins get to the second level. And people don't realize this. As an offensive lineman, it's hard to square guys, smaller, more athletic guys up in space. I watched him square up Jeremiah Usakormo and just drive him off the ball to the whole opposite sideline. And that's like – it looks like Tevin is getting his confidence back. Borum seems like he's getting it. I I mean, Nick put some here about Braxton Jones. haven't even read it, but – the whole point is you'll you'll see me as I'm one of the guys that's like, well, Braxton Jones is a rookie. Let's see what he has. Yeah. I got to fuck up about Braxton. He's going to take his lumps. Yeah, but, but Braxton mm-hmm. looks pretty solid. I mean, look, at, I've said this about Boren. This is the same thing. Do me a favor. Just don't get my quarterback killed. Yeah. And some of this, you said it, Bobby. They haven't taken any sacks. Credit to Fields, too. He keeps them on schedule. It, was, it should have been a sack on that first drive. He was like, no, I'll just get it out. I understand yeah. the situation. Let's not put ourselves in a worse problem. And then the last thing I'll say before I hand it up back up is, to me, as good as the offensive line was, this is the whole thing about Justin Fields that I've been a little critical about these past couple of weeks is, I understand you went through some real shit last year. And I'm not telling you that this is the best offensive line like your Jalen Hurts with the Eagles or anything. But do me a favor. Just hang in there a little bit. Trust your guys. Show that you'll sit there, deliver a throw. You'll be a little more patient. You won't move on after one or two reads. And it felt like from the second drive on, yes, the pockets were incredible, but you could feel that he felt comfortable. Like, look, I trust you guys. I understand you're going to keep me clean. Give me just enough time to work, and I will pin it on. Because something I've been critical about is if there's a problem with the receiver core, I just want them to have a bigger guy. A big arm needs a big body to pin it to. 
And the whole thing is, no, just give me enough time. I'm as accurate as I need to be that I will pin it on a perfect spot on these smaller guys. I just need the time. And I think that what you saw was a total marriage of the scheme looking a little more competent. You saw zone reads, RPOs, different plays that we haven't been able to see. Then you mix in some receiving talent that stepped up. Uh, Nomad had said earlier, like, what's the, why is the tone changed? Everybody was down on this wide receiver. <clears throat> I think that I've been waiting for somebody to step up that's not named Mooney or Komet. Yeah. And I'm finally seeing that with Dante Pettis. Then you consider Fields is getting more comfortable. Jenkins is starting to really settle in at guard. They've finally got this first-team offensive line figured out. Montgomery's back, and I've always called him the heart of this offense. I think that's what you saw from that second drive onward. Yeah, I agree, man. And I think that, like, you know, like you were saying, there's a lot of uh, gelling that uh, that we could say still needs to happen, right? Braxton's going to take his lumps here and there, but mm. but keep, you know, keep, give him time, keep him up. Um, Wit just put in the comments, you know, and, and team discipline, very few penalties. So we're talking about an old line that was supposed to be shitty, right? That's supposed to be one of the worst. We're not getting a lot of holding calls. We're not getting, you know, if they're getting beat, well, they're not holding. Um, and normally when you see guys that are kind of outside of their, you know, their talent level, you'll see a lot of holding calls. You'll see a lot of penalties like that because they're just trying to not get caught, but not get the quarterback sacked either. Um, and another thing I think we've seen that was maybe it was luck. I don't know. Maybe it was schemed, um, but it's definitely growth. I think in previous games, when you've seen Justin get flushed or step up, he kind of steps to the wrong spot mm-hmm. in the past um, or rolls out when, say, and it wouldn't have been Jenkins, but say Jenkins got somebody, you know, he's got the pocket set and he's blocking, you know, outside to the right. Well, then we see Justin kind of run to that right side and mm-hmm. – take away Jenkins from being a blocker, um, you know, and allow that defender. So I think the moves in the pocket were good. The, the scrambles to the, you know, staying power were good. Um, and part just of the that, whole part of that could be just experience. I mean, yeah. remember last year when you'd see Justin take a, take a bad route or something, then he would go back to the bench and he'd just be sitting there alone. Now we're seeing, Okay, if an issue happens when they cut to Justin Fields on the bench, he's got Getzy or a quarterback coach or somebody there with a tablet showing him, look, this is what you messed up, and this is how we're going to fix it. And Justin Fields is probably, for a majority of his career coming into the NFL, been one of the most, if not the most, athletic player on the field. So he can get away with that kind of stuff. He wouldn't have to think so much. He could just run his way out of trouble and you can't do that at this in this league because your defensive ends are just as fast as you yeah so he's learning and growing and just getting better i mean yeah and i, I think just for everybody in the chat i know there's a lot of people that are with us on, on fields poison there's some people that aren't um i just think that it's growth no matter what it's growth and it's confidence building and it's confidence building with the offensive line and he he wasn't happy footed in the pocket. He was going through his progressions and he was going through them pretty fucking quick. And when it was time to get rid of the ball, he was putting fucking dropping dimes on people. Um, and if there's, if you have anything like negative to say about that, I just don't see how there's anything negative about that. Um, like we say, he went 14 for fucking 16. One of mm-hmm. them he threw away for a sack or that would have been a sack. And I don't even remember what the other one was. 
um, <clears throat> Jordan and his Rolodex. He's probably flipping through it right now. He'll, yeah. he'll fucking remember. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it's I don't see what there is to complain about. I think fields look great. Um, were there times in the past that quarterbacks have looked great in the preseason and, and not so great in the regular season? Sure. But either way, you're, we're talking about a dude who's still young, looking good and giving us the, you know, the excitement and, and the building that, that we're looking for. So, I mean, I don't know what else there is to say. That's like, you know, that about well, negatively that, that they're talking. You're, the thing is, Bobby, is there is not much else to say other than you're spot on, and I'll I'll take any hater, any hater or doubter or skeptic. And look, so I was telling Bear Truth earlier, I, I get labeled the guy that's the biggest hater. I'm too harsh on these guys. I I've, and I've said it all the time, like I expect excellence. If I'm gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and lower the bar because it's the Bears. Like, look, I watch competent football teams every weekend in the football season, so I try to hold the team I'm a fan of to that same standard and. No, this is preseason. Take it for what it is. But the one thing I've been begging to see is can I just – one, it's been a real concern. Like, why is the offense not able to get into the end zone outside of a field goal? Yeah. And I think one yeah. thing that I really kind of solidified it for me is – and I, I was a little like, well, I don't know. I need to really see what you're packing. Is those first couple weeks, it looked like Getsy wasn't – it looked like there was a huge leash on what was being called. And then the situation here is that, and I'm this is on defense too. I put a couple twi- uh, clips on Twitter of like just the defensive scheme. It, one, the reports on this week is that the padded practice was one of the hardest they'd ever seen. Uh, the local reporters that are not allowed to tell what happens at the practice, but Hogan Johns had talked about it. You've heard multiple players say that this was a mock game week dress rehearsal style. Mm-hmm. And it looked like that extended to the coaching staff. Yeah. Defensive coordinator Alan Williams was able to call some fire blow, fire zones, bonus droppers, line up in big nickel, play cover cover three match, Liz Rip, watching offense run zone read for the first time, some real RPOs, mixing things up beyond just the, the counters and the waggles, halfback screens. Finally, you've seen some more of that. And what it looked like to me, this is what I'm talking about, is one, I needed to see the offense get in the end zone that's happened. And two, something I've been even asking for in training camp is, has there been just one day, just one, where the offense completely outclasses its opposing defense. And that's training camp, I'm asking. Yeah. I'm now saying it against, look, you Mm. can say what you want about the Browns. The Browns have one of the most legit defenses in the league, and I'm not just blowing smoke. You want me to be critical about the Browns. The worst issue with the Browns is that their front seven right in the middle of it, their defensive tackles are a little questionable. But the way that they operate, is that if we can get you to third and you need to pass, our secondary is loaded with Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, MJ Emerson, John Johnson, Grant Delpit, uh, Ronnie, Ronnie, forgetting his last name from Alabama, he's the safety. That is their game. And I watched a team that outside of Miles Garrett and sure Jadavian Clowney played a couple plays. Denzel Ward wasn't in there, but there were plenty of guys. And let's be fair. When you play teams in the regular season, most of the time you have a player or two out, and it actually isn't too far out of bounds to say one of those starters is usually out. So I watched the Bears with plenty of their own guys out. Byron mm-hmm. Pringle was out. You had uh, Ebner, who showed some plays, wasn't playing. I watched them go out there with Justin Fields being the leader in command of that offense. 
owning it, driving down the field, putting up 21 points. The Bears couldn't score a single point for the rest of the game, and it's all on Justin Fields' back. So I take a lot of positivity and motivation from seeing that, and it doesn't mean you're automatically going to beat the 49ers. But I would have had severe concerns if it looked like what we saw with the Seahawks or Chiefs, and you want me to be positive about them going to face arguably the grant the it's not the grandfather of his father mike shanahan is but you want to talk about the og of ogs in a way with kyle shanahan being the guy that runs the scheme he's going to have a plan for how to stop the imitator if you will of luke getsy and this is a good sign to show that getsy can dig in his bag and pull some stuff out and i love it yeah Yeah. and it just i mean Imagine the team. Imagine the, the the starting offense going in, going out of you know, coming out of the preseason, no touchdowns, um, going into their first game. Like, are we legit? Are we not? Um, it's just another stepping stone, like we were saying, another building block for them to come out, put up three, and they had to be riding high when they were done. You know, like they don't give a shit about the fucking final score. Like they're they're just looking at it like, yeah, whatever. It's preseason. We came out, we put up fucking you know, three tutties on them and, and here we go. And I'm yeah. sure the prop, well, I don't even know if any of them are left, but some of them were probably laughing at whims dropping the fucking ball. That would have won that there would have taken a lead, but Hey, we've seen that in the past. And, and that's kind of, I just started chuckling like this motherfucker bad. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, that's just how it is. I, I think preseason in general, right. Preseason as a whole um, grade graded preseason as a whole, I think we came out above average. Um, I think we I came out. Yeah, I won't. Maybe I won't say like a fucking A plus or nothing like that. Cause come on. But I'll say we came out above average. We, you know, put some sprinkles on the vanilla that we seen the first couple of games and, and kind of opened up what we were doing and, and, and going from there. But it is, it's a very simplistic style. And yesterday we got some sprinkles thrown on top and we got to see some things actually come to fruition and, and happen. Um, so I'm overall, I'm, I'm pleased with the preseason. I mean, we got out of here without any major fucking just crippling injuries. Mm -hmm. Um, we got to show some talent, show some, some building and, you know, from there it's, it's, it's on to, you know, game one. what you got AC? How many, how many touchdowns did you say we were going to score last week, Bobby? I mean, I said I said the starting offense was going to score three, and all these people in the chat told me I was fucking crazy. And I, <laughs> and I seen I seen Jordan take a big gulp and and look at me like I don't know this dude that good yet, but I mean he's fucking nuts, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I well, was we hoping get, we, we did get ahead. three, and uh, I'll go ahead and roll the tape for the third one here, and then right, uh, we can it. talk about that as well. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I mean, there's just more comfortability. Dot. That's a great fucking Love it. yeah, great fucking pass. Um, put it on the mark. That's designed. Changing the arm slot to get it there, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And I thought uh, Look Herbert that. looked good. I was worried about him coming into this game, but he he did some plays and was playing his little his ass off there. Um, is, this might have been my favorite one, man. You just you just see him direct and commit, like, yo, no, just this one right there, bro. I'll put I'll put a play to you, right. Right, like, just drop, drop back there. That's, that's chemistry, man. It's beautiful to see because yeah. it's something you we don't see as Bears fans, bro. It's like okay, the uh, uh, quarterback actually has some type of chemistry with some players on the team. That's fucking shocking. Well, yeah, well, that's because we haven't had one sit in the seat long enough to develop it. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, we we hear like, well, these guys are training together in fucking L.A. and these guys are here and there and and whatever. But you haven't really had 
the same names in the seats to to really build on it. I mean, outside of Robinson, who, but whatever, you know what I mean. Um, but I totally agree, man. I think it's it was good. It was you know a well orchestrated and just Fields in command uh, fourth drive there and and putting it on the board. Um, Jordan, go ahead. What do you got, man? Yeah, I mean, let's talk about the touchdown because I, I'm not going to back off of it. The, the Pettis one was my favorite, but. If you guys recall, maybe it was last week, I had talked about one of my favorite plays, and it's so funny, it's just his first preseason game that a lot of people probably wouldn't remember it is. It was one of the few rollouts we saw, first preseason game of Justin Fields against the Dolphins. They had him boot out to the right, and he had uh, Riley Ridley. And he did this very similar thing where he's like, he was holding the defender to where if you back up, I run for six or seven yards. If you come towards me, I dump it over the top. And as he's doing it, he is leveraging that defender, and he's actually pointing to Ridley going like, hey, this way a little bit. And then as soon as he gets the right spot, just drops it in there. And it's just like a dart thrower. It's 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 somebody just stabbing you like, hey, look, this is not going to be fun. I got you exactly where I want you. Yeah. If you think you can do something about it, watch Pick this. your poison. And just, yeah. yeah. And this is what we saw where – that is not a look. I'm not. It's not a particularly special play, and I know Berlissimo, who I appreciate. It's a tight end wheel route. It's pretty cool, but it's the same old waggle. We're going to have the sift block that turns into a flat. You can run. You have a probably a middle level crosser, and then what you had was commit kind of hitting that wheel. And he did such a good job getting out there on the perimeter, making it a threat. He, I, I don't know if you. I'm sure you guys saw it. He did the little pump, which drove. I'm sure this is the thing. That's why commit's wide open. The yeah. little pump drives the defenders up closer. Then he does a quick signal, like, hey, hey, go a little deeper. Come come to the corner. And then just drops it in. Like, that is masterful work Yeah. when you're putting it all together. Hey, and this is the thing. Like, our offensive line, Adon over here is talking like the offensive line is going to get torn up. The one thing that people don't want to talk about is these bootlegs, waggles, nakeds, all that stuff your offensive line take, gets to take a break. They really do for the most part. A half of it, they're on the backside, quarterbacks off the launch point. Yeah. There's you, I don't care what you, I don't care if you have both of Miles Garrett, they're out of the play. And you've got a guy, a quarterback with 4-4 speed that gets to direct traffic and he's the one that's pulling all the strings. I'm going to put you with the pump fake, get the defenders to come up, then I'm going to start directing traffic. He had a no-look pass in this game doing the same thing where he's sitting there to Pettis and he's like, oh, I could run. And I know you guys saw me try to go for the deep shot to ESB last week, but I'm going to pump fake it. And then I'm going to look this way, but I'm going to just throw it across my body to Pettis. It looked like a guy that the words I kept using is he was in command and had ownership over the offense. Yeah, I totally agree, man. And these waggles, I know we kind of talked about it last week, but I didn't see any rollout lefts. Um, which I'm I'm happy about. Um, and mm-hmm. I said I wasn't sure if it was just because that was the strong side of the field and the play called, but everything looked like it was – I mean, there might have been some. I don't remember one specifically. But um, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think rolling to the right is just <laughs> so much easier <laughs> and more comfortable for him to do. Um, and like you said, they take him out of – they take the defensive line out of the play on those. And – I mean, well, okay, let's let's go with what Aldo said here. Let's see what Morpheus thinks. Morpheus, go ahead. What do you got, man? You, you know what's funny? Aldo has nerve to call me Morpheus when his picture has shades on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man. But, yeah. You know, 
we took the blue pill for most of the time. You know, we stayed in this reality. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> yesterday we took the red pill. Uh, you see these rollouts, and I I remember those preseason games when Fields didn't start. Man, we had that. Uh, he had that open shot to what's what's my man's name that we brought in James, uh, Jesse James. Yeah. Same, same concept. It's up the field. It's wide open, and he just kind of backs into the end zone. It's like, oh, so this is what we're going to see. This is what we should expect. Uh, it's, it's good to see an offensive coordinator actually stack ideas on top of ideas. You know what I'm saying? There was a point in the game, I want to say it might have been in the second drive, where they it was right after a run that Montgomery had, and you've seen the defense just cheat up like, no, we're coming. And then you see Fields just sneak out the back. And it's like, that's that's that old NCAA, hey, you, you keep running this play and set this play up later on. Yeah. And just you just seen how perfectly it worked. The Browns were out of position. What shit they can do. So I'm like I said, I'm I'm just I'm just happy to see coaching. Yeah. <laughs> now I've been <laughs> preaching this the entire preseason. So I would say to me, the Bears probably solid B plus. Yeah, the offense has points this year, but coaching, it, yeah. it makes all the difference. And if anyone yeah. doesn't think it does, go watch the Saints the year they lost Sean Payton. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. was not the same team at all. And then he came back with a vengeance the next year. Like, yeah, and, and go ahead, Chris. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree a lot with the guy said. I mean, I'd say it was definitely a, a B plus for this preseason. Uh, I know we've already spoke about the offensive line play, but I just think the middle of the line looks like it's it, it, the consistency is getting a lot better with the blocking, uh, especially when it's on the pass plays. Uh, and also, it's like Kibi was saying, it just seems like the offense is he's making it's more logical play calling, like you're building up a scheme to actually move the ball forward rather than what we had with Nagy, where it was just bizarre and illogical a lot of the time. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just good to see consistency. Like, you know, it's also good to see like him get get like first downs, and it's not like a massive big woo. We got a first yeah. down it, on the yeah. offense. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've been really happy what I've been seeing over the last three games. Yeah, when you're celebrating more than a first down, it's a good game. Yeah, you go, oh, it's a first down, and then you're thinking, they should be getting a first down. It's the fucking oh, yeah. NFL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think so, too. And and I got to go back, and I'm going to go back and rewatch, obviously. Um, but I think a lot of it is kind of what we had touched on before. It's just the simplicity. Um, yeah. You got to, you know, you're a offensive line who's gelling. You're keeping shit simple for them. I haven't seen much pulling – you know, and you're you're just putting them in the better positions, like you said, Jordan, with the rollouts and the waggles, and you're you're putting them on the positive side of the you know of the fifty fifty coin. Um, and RPOs, I mean, I like them. Don't get me wrong; they're okay. I just think that for a new for rookies and for a newer offensive line, RPOs can be tough, man. Because you're not sure. Are you putting all your fucking ass into this dude to drive him off the ball, to drive him upfield, to get to the second level, to do that thing? Or are we fucking passing now? And now I'm the illegal man downfield and we're getting fucking penalized. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the simplicity of it all and just kind of sticking with what works. It doesn't have to be the Denny's menu. It doesn't have to be some fucking crazy ass design play. Let's just do this, get the ball downfield and keep it moving is the benefits that this coaching staff has brought in and they're laying the foundation to then 
put a fucking second story on instead of let's fucking you know let's let's make this bitch a high rise right now and and Mitch we're at Mitch 1.0 wait till we get to fucking Mitch 2.0 like motherfucker you never even got to point five um so (laughs) I just think that the way that this is being built is exactly what I wanted to see. Um, couldn't say anything, you know, negative really about the coaching staff. I think they've done fucking great, man. Um, and I think, week, go ahead. And, and I'm going to say it again. We heard the whole time Nagy was here how important the tight end position was in his scheme. With Getsy, we see the tight end being used. We had two touchdowns to tight ends yesterday. Yeah. So the, the, the scheme is going to get these tight ends open and the play action and using all parts of the field. I mean, it's beautiful to see. It's beautiful to see it play out. And I know we're probably getting roasted in the chat because it's preseason, but I don't even care. I'm excited about this bears team. I definitely think they hit the over on their season win total. And what is it? Six. I think it dropped down to five and a half when it came back out because it? it was six really? and a half. And then everyone, like 95% of vote uh, of bets were for the Bears under six and a half. And I think it came back out at five and it dropped a whole game. So, yeah. I mean, when you're playing teams like the Jets, the Giants, the Commanders, the Lions twice, you know, I, I just don't see how this team, I think this is at least a 500 team. You know, and yeah. maybe I'm wrong, and we'll find out right away. I think week one with a tough opponent, but I, just... I would, yeah, I would really like to see. And I know we didn't really get to see it because of contract situations and, and whatever, whatever, right? But I want to see that full defense on the field, and I want to see Eberflutes. Eber, I was trying to say influence and Eberflutes at the same time, and it just fucked me up. But I, I want to see what that does. Yeah, Eberfluence is what I said. But I want to see what what that does to this defense and how yeah. how that changes. I mean, we're talking well, speaking about speaking of that. I've got something here if you want sure. to continue Kick after. Uh, Roquan Smith had some tightness uh, during the pregame or during the when he was warming up, so he decided to pull him and not play him today. No, it's a group decision. It's a group decision. You know, we all get together, huddle together, and say, okay, yeah, he's a little tight there, so we're just going to keep him out. Is it a challenge for him that he won't get to play any preseason football before the Rangers? No, he's played a lot of football. You know, this guy's a good player, a real good player, and he's played a lot of football, so he's got a lot of snaps under his belt. You know, it's just like, you know, like Robert. You know, he got a lot of snaps, and they're ready. they'll be ready to go. Tight. Yeah, he, was, he, was, he was tight. Yeah. I, I'm gonna. I don't know. Can I start on this? If you guys yeah, don't like, it, man. I, I don't know if you guys have oh, seen no, like no. the whole like or skeptical snake, like where the, the animals look like. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm gonna be, take the conspiracy theorists here. I call a big fat line of bullshit that he was feeling tight. Yeah, that is. And I'm not. Listen, I actually think Roquan's a stand-up guy. I think he'll probably be playing all all season, and trying to earn a contract from either the Bears or somebody else. But this just reeks of like, look, there were reports that he was. A lighten up practice as soon as he got back. And you mean to tell me in warm-ups he got tight. No, that's like, hey man, like I don't think I get paid enough to be doing preseason work. I think I've earned my keep. So uh cool that you think I'm gonna play, but God, you know what, coach? My hammy just kind of pulled up a little bit. I I think maybe I need to let it rest a couple weeks, so I'm good for hundred percent in San Francisco. That's what that felt like. 
Yeah, yeah, there might be some truth to that. Uh, but I yeah. do like what Notorious said up here where he said, you know, that's kind of what happens when you sit out all preseason and all the practices and all the – you know, we see it time and time again with players that hold out when they do come back and they are trying to go 100%. Their body's like, slow it down, bud. What are you doing? You know, yeah. and it's – No, I, I agree. I mean, why – he's – who gives a fuck? It's Roquan. Right. I mean, you see some of these other top name players, you know, and we've seen it in almost every preseason game. Some sideline reporters like, you know, are you upset? You only got four plays. Are you this? You, I mean, what's four plays do four plays doesn't get you ready for a game. Yeah. I think that's just fucking stupid. I mean, for what? So the guy remembers how to get dressed and come out onto the field and take a fucking play call and, and call it like you don't learn nothing from going in for two plays, four plays, whatever. Um you know, so clear, he's not he's not going to be wearing the green dot. No, no, he's not. Yeah, because yeah, he's going to be on. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like for, for like around the league, you hear a lot of this, like, oh, you only got this, you only got that. I'm fine with him not playing, and I agree. It probably would have been way too much to throw him into the fire right away. Um, and imagine if he would have say he would have played yesterday and then got hurt. Right mm-hmm. now, we'd be talking about is this injury real, or is right. it because he was so pissed off at the contract situation that now he's fucking hurt and and sitting um i don't know it would just be a whole different set of conspiracies that can go i i think that roquan went into yesterday morning knowing he wasn't going to play and was just like yeah i'm not fucking playing i mean i'll go i'll support the team we'll make it a game time decision but i'm not fucking playing today um so i I absolutely believe in what jordan said happened i believe roquan came into the building was like i'm not gonna be here i'm not It, it, with that quickness, like, yeah, bro, y'all go ahead and do this. Y'all need to see other people play. I'll, I'll be all right. I'll be ready for, for the 49ers, bro. Yeah, exactly. I don't I don't think it's a big deal either. I don't really – doesn't hold no weight with me either way. Um, as long as he's on the field game one and, and start of the season, um, I'm perfectly fine with it. But, like, you know, kind of going back to it, I want to see this fucking defense in full tack, ready to go, mm. um, and and – kick this thing off, you know, and see what's changed. See what, you know, you get Quinn, you get Roquan, you get all these guys in there and, and playing together. Um, you know, what's this front going to look like on a regular or in a real game? Mm-hmm. Um, the p- pressure changes, the three changes, like a lot of this stuff is, is now different. Um, and that's something I wanted to kind of see this preseason, but due to contracts and, and whatever. Yeah. We didn't get it. Um they have to be better than the previous years, right? I mean, we see, we know where those stat lines laid out, and we know what happened there with the pass defense and the third down efficiency and and whatever. But um, I'm I'm I think they're going to go over their mark, you know. Over, I think they'll get over six wins. Um, oh, I do. Yeah, as the season plays out, we'll see. I think it's going to take something drastic or something horrible to happen for them to be under six. Um, and that's just kind of kind of where I'm at with it, man. I don't know. Um, what else you want to touch on? You want to get into some? Uh, yeah, I know we got a lot of people commenting on the punter in here, saying that he takes too long to fucking get the ball out. Well, that um, that goes back to something that Greg Gabriel has said. Yeah, on his show where you have a three step punter, and, and I don't know the ins and outs of punting. I know here at Kentucky we had a Ray Guy Award winner. Uh, that we pulled from an Australia football club that they literally like run to the side and then punt it. Uh, but he hasn't 
made an NFL contract, and I think part of that is because of what Greg said about they only want you to take two steps and then kick, uh, and, and it's a different league. So I, I really have no idea uh, why it's a huge deal. I feel like our punter has been fine. I, I, I mean, until it yeah, gets that's... blocked or something, I don't have an issue with the punter. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I know, and and. I get what they're saying. There was one close call yesterday. Yep. Um, but how about we just don't punt? You know what I mean, how about we yeah. just how about we just fucking get score touchdowns? Him, Bobby. <laughs> how, about, how about we just score touchdowns to kick field goals? You know what I mean? Like it's kind of kind of like Happy Gilmore style. Why don't I'll just do that every time? Yeah. You know? yeah, <laughs> like fuck punting. <laughs> Let's just do this every time. Um, but I get it, man, and we'll see. I mean, hopefully it comes out to where, you know, the punter is only utilized one or two times, three times a game, and we don't have to fucking really worry about it. But, uh, you know, that's wishful thinking and, and then some. Um, I'm not yeah. really concerned about it until it becomes an issue. Honestly, you know, you're not going down and fucking checking your water heater right now because it's still fucking working. You know, <laughs> when that bitch becomes an issue, that's when you're dealing with it. So I think I'm okay with it as it goes. Um we don't have any wide receivers. Don't throw. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. We go, go from there. Um, so we got, well, we got a week off. We got a, a week in between. And then we, we got Sam Fran. Um, I mean, we could still talk about it next week if we, if we want, I don't know what, what the game plan is, but Sam Fran coming after this preseason. And after now that it's at its conclusion, well, Tuesday, we got 53, we got cuts. Yeah. Big cuts. Yeah. We got big cuts coming. Um, you know, we can we could probably kick one next week and talk about that if we want, but I don't want to speculate on who's going to be here and who's not. Um, but preseason all in all, has this changed your overall standing of where you thought this team was at the beginning compared to where they are now? If you're in the chat, let us know. Um, let us know what you thought prior to and what you think now, where the needle's at. Uh, KB, we'll start with you, man. What, what do you think? Preseason from the beginning to now. What's your thoughts? Absolutely. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to keep harping back to what I've been saying from the beginning. Coaching. I, I, I'm so used, as a, too, as a Bears fan, we get this random hodgepodge of bad coaches and just like, okay, whatever. Uh, but you're seeing discipline. We committed probably around the least penalties in the league during the preseason. This is a preseason. These are – Dudes that are going to be pushing carts. I ain't going to say push carts. That's fucking wrong. That's, that's bullshit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but we, we got dudes that are going to be, you know what I'm saying, trying to get on other teams, you know what I'm saying, trying to make practice squads and places and stuff of that nature that are out here. And for the most part, they play disciplined as shit. Uh, and that, that, that comes back to your coach, your reflection of your coach. And this defense, this team has been – very disciplined and it's it's been very well coached. So it's a breath of fresh air. So to me, it's it's been a lot better than what I what I initially thought it was gonna be because I thought it was gonna be penalties every other damn play. Uh kind of suspected, you know, even fools be walking around like with his chicken with his head cut off and, and it hasn't been that at all. So I'm I'm excited for that, man. That that to me that's that's one of your the top situations that's been figured out to me. So yeah, I'm. I'm like I said, solid B plus for me for the for the for the preseason, man. I'm I'm very excited in the direction the team is at. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, I, 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 go ahead, Chris. 
I, I'm exactly the same. The thing, what it's like I said last week, it's like the adults have come back into the house and start and started actually running it like a proper professional NFL team. <laughs> yeah. And the consistency, you know what I mean? And the consistency of the play calling, I and mean, like like KB just said, the discipline. I mean, I think we, overall we've been three games. I bet we already let about six or seven penalties, which is amazing to say, you know, where we are as a whole squad. Uh, and I just, I just think it's. It's just little steps to take, but everything seems to have a reason, and also everything seems to be consistent. There doesn't seem to be massive high lows with the play curling on both sides of the ball. So, like I said before, I definitely give it a B plus for this uh, preseason with the with the coaches and the, and the players so far. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I like the way it's going. It's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, and you know, just. It's it's positive. I'll just say that I'm mm. I'm on the positive side. Um, you know, I'm in enemy territory now. I'm on the positive side of the field, and uh, and I think it's you know we'll go from there. We, of course, playing against full starters, playing live action, playing an actual game, fucking matters. Um, yeah. We know that. We seen some of the interviews yesterday with Browns with a couple of the Browns linebackers. were like. Bro, we told them like, what do you when Dobbs dove over for the touchdown, and they're like, yeah, he came to the sidelines. We're like, bro, what are you doing? This is preseason, this ain't Super Bowl. Fucking slow down. <laughs> so there is that for guys who are not fighting for a job. Um, mm-hmm. There is that sort of mentality um, of how bad they want to get after it. But all in all, it's it's positive for me, man. Um, needles up. We're you know we're on the positive side of the field, and I think this coaching staff is is like you said, Chris. It brought the adults back into the house. Like, it's the house was a fucking party, and then fucking you know somebody came home and decided to sit down and and KB to, to echo the, off for yeah, yeah to get to rid echo of the off old for you KB and and wit and the chat shit. yeah like the discipline just discipline of the team is a drastic fucking improvement um, assignment responsibility. Um, all of it, not just the penalties, like the discipline of being where you're supposed to be doing like all of it together. Um, and I think we're, we're just going to see this team grow. I don't think that they're going to fucking go nuts and, and, you know, sneak into the playoffs or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not going that far, but I think it's a great fucking building block, a great first year for this coaching staff. And it's, it's going to be on the positive side of it. Jordan, what you got, bro? Yeah, I mean, you know, the reality is I think I, I have to eat a little bit of crow and I have to say, admit when I'm wrong a little bit. Uh, we're going to see where this goes. I mean, I'm certainly – listen, if I'm going to take a pie on the face and tell you I'm wrong, then you can bet I'm going to dance on some motherfucker's graves if I'm right. But uh, – <laughs> Easy, boy. Easy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I, if I loved or agreed with this whole – We'll build the talent later, as you said, the high-rise, Bobby, but we're just going to lay the foundation really smooth. But I have to admit that it feels like when it's going well, and look, even when it's not, Chiefs and, and, and Seahawks, when things get a little sloppy, there hasn't been penalties. It's been professional, the structure, the culture, the buy-in. Uh, yeah. Kind of see what they're doing, getting guys in a Pettis where it's like, hey, man, you can't – you didn't work out a second-round pick. You're with the Giants. This is really kind of like last chance university here in Chicago. Yeah. You know, like we want people that are hungry. And I'll take a little bit of an L because I still have questions about is there a talent gap when you start playing all the starters? Sure. But without a doubt, and something I've I will say I've been solid on, I haven't changed my opinion, is that I've said the Bears will be a tough out. 
you better pack a lunch and a hard hat every time you want to play him. Everybody thinks that this defense, oh, it's a different era from Lovey. It is, but we saw Lovey coach the same defense last year. We've seen Eberflus do it the past three years. Marinelli was a big player in Las Vegas. This is a situation where we know what this defense produces. <laughs> to the victory. <laughs> But, you know, the, the, the reality is, is that, uh, you know, ultimately I think that there's some real solid blocks. And the one thing I'll say is I was actually not the biggest type person on Getsy. And I'm very curious to see. And I think that this applies to more than just Getsy, but I think he may really be. Oh, there she is. Hey, look at me. Um, KB went into the matrix and had a baby. Take the wrong, somebody took the wrong pill. <laughs> oh, no pill. <laughs> <laughs> or no pill. Yeah. Yeah, no pill. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'll wrap it up with this. Just that. I think that offensive offensive play callers, it's not just a Getsy thing. We saw it last year with Nick Sirianni and even Matt Nagy when he came in and Frank Reich and all these different play callers. First-year play callers typically get a jump on defenses. We don't know exactly what they're bringing. You don't understand their rhythm, their play calling. So I think that the Bears, with their schedule, with a new play caller, with the culture, with the buy-in, with the players fighting, you got – key players at key positions, Roquan Smith, uh, David Montgomery, that have every reason to fight their heart out to get a contract. I think it'll lead to a few more upsets that push that over under at six and a half. I think that they are over, not willing to say by how much we'll see injuries matter, things of that sort. But if yeah. you thought that this was these, these Chicago bears were the Detroit lions of every single year, you're absolutely Fuck you, Don Burr. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Don. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's like no, threats no, no, with me. They're not, they're not the they're not the bubby Detroit Lions where the owner's like Aiden Panay. Aiden, can you help turn this ship around? We've been trying for so long. Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders, they retired because they just hated playing for such a shit franchise. <laughs> Man, it's uh so, so I gotta fun. be honest though. Look I've been not. watching I've been watching hard knocks and I like Dan Campbell, man. He fires me up. I I don't I don't know if the Lions will turn it around. Um I hope for Don Burr's sanity they do, if he has any left. Uh but I just I've really enjoyed what I've saw on Hard Knocks this season. I've watched other seasons, like when they talked with the Bengals and stuff. They did the Bengals when I think it was Marvin Lewis's last year or something, and I was just like, like he was it was boring. Oh, wait, no, 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 when it was Marvin Lewis, I'm tripping. Yeah, it was boring. But uh, I'm excited about the Bears this year. I'm fired up. We're, th- we're undefeated in the preseason, which doesn't really mean anything. I don't want to touch on Mike Martz. I know he shat on us last week, but he clearly didn't know what he was talking about. Actually, fuck it. Let's talk about it. He clearly didn't know what he was talking about. 
because they played. <laughs> it's a fucking wanker, mate. We, we need that drop. We need to take that yeah, drop. Man. He's I've a wanker. I've been wanting to say, I've been to say wanker on, on the show for ages, but I kept thinking, none of the boys will know what I'm on about, but that guy's a fucking wanker, mate. Hey, grab that out, though. I don't know how to do it, so you have to grab that audio for a drop. But uh, So... They, I don't remember if they played the audio or they just read it on Hogan Johns, but they like he was talking about he was talking about him like we didn't hire a new coach or a new GM. Like he was saying that Fields was not in a good position to get better. Uh, I and I really didn't understand because he was like, you know, you didn't have a you don't have a, any, he said, you don't have any talent in wide receiver, none. So does he not know Mooney's there? And this is from the dude who didn't know how to use Greg Olson. So you got to take that with a grain of salt. His offense only works if he's got two Hall of Fame wide receivers and a Hall of Fame left tackle, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of shit talking. Even NFL Network, they were talking shit about the over-under. They put the Bears at three wins. Um, Three wins? Yeah. And then uh, Adam Rank came out. Fuck you, wankers. Rank, yeah, rank came out and put him a lot higher, obviously. But uh, Mike, Mikey Mott's a bit of a wanker, isn't it? He's a wanker, mate. <laughs> that shit is fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to drop it. Hey, so we do still have we we still have the one that you wanted to get to, right? AC, you wanted to get to uh, the fields, a couple clips from the fields interview, and then yeah, you know, I mean, to me. Yeah, to me, that's what I'm most excited about this year is to watch Fields' growth. He's the guy I wanted. I wanted Watson in 2017. We went with Mitch instead. I wanted Fields last year, and I didn't. Th- I didn't think we had a shot. Actually, I thought he was going to be a 49er. I thought that's what they draft traded up for, but they went with Trey Lance instead, and we'll figure that out week one. Actually, yeah. that's a big thing this season. Is mm. a lot of that draft class those quarterbacks are going against each other but i got fields here talking about his game and then i've got flukes talking about fields i'm gonna play them back to back and then uh we can maybe close this thing out yeah before um, you know this week was kind of like a mock game week like a mock game in the, in the uh, regular season week so um you know just um you know just just coming coming into the regular season uh you know um i think it's just you know execution on all parts you know i think the o line did a great job protecting today um i told them that multiple times um the receivers did a great job with scramble drill um just running the right routes uh, at the right depth and stuff like that so again just you know protection wise running the football and, and you know just that'll open everything up with play action and you know uh, our our boot place so Justin, do you Uh, definitely a turning point, you know, I think, you know, uh, we can just build on this and we're going to go into next week, you know, get better and prepare for San Fran in two weeks. I just think he's getting better. You know, he's just getting better. You know, he's, like I said the other day, he's a young player. He needs experience. And I think this was game-like experience for him that he needed to have. And, uh, he took a big step forward, you know, for him and for our football team, uh, just getting comfortable, you know, operating the offense and doing his thing. And, and I thought he did that tonight. Yeah, so, I mean, he broke it down right there. He talks about how the scheme is working, you know, using bootlegs and stuff to help out. As everyone has said, the national media has called it the worst O-line in the league, I think. Uh, So you use scheme to help with that. Nagy didn't understand that. Myself and KB saw that live in Cleveland 
where he's still doing, I don't know what the fuck he was doing, putting someone out on the island with Miles Garrett all game, getting beat like a drum. Uh, but yeah, you just you you scheme to try and help with that. You, yeah, and I think Fields like even even mentioned it like you know they've gotten a lot better on sc- on scramble drills, mm-hmm. and if you're if. Even if the national media or even if the coaching staff feels like the offensive line is a sign is you know a piece or a part of weakness on the on the offense, well then that's what you do. You get better better at at you know drafting up plays that move that move the pocket, that move the quarterback, that moves your damn or keeps your offensive line, you know, like we said earlier, on the on the above the fifty percent, you get better at these scramble drills where receivers are at the right depth. And I wonder if that's a shot because we've seen, you know, in the past there was a lot of times that the receiving, I'll just the receivers, there was coaches that came out and said, well, he was supposed to be at twelve yards, he was at eight. He was supposed to be at, you know, eight yards, he was at twelve. Um, and you know, and vice versa, but. I think that's a, it's a big comment and just, just the overall, like we said, chemistry and continuity between fields and, and some of these receivers and Cole Komet is definitely a plus man. And I think uh is coming out and saying <clears throat> he's learning shows that there was nothing fucking held over from what he did with under Matt Nagy. There was nothing building upon that. Like say you're the new boss, you, you walk into a place and you're whatever you're taking over, right? And you're like, okay, so what do you do here? What do you do here? What's your job? What are you good at? Da, da, da. I wonder how that conversation went outside of him watching tape, because how are you going to build? I don't think there's anything that he's building off of from pre- previous, except for game time reps. And this is all starting over. And then the only thing I was going to say before we went to video, what up, Tooch? I seen the Tooch in the chat. I was just going to give the Tooch a shout out. Oh, Mr. John Tucci, fucking goon in the Tooch and Tooch in the goon. <laughs> I, won't, I, won't, I won't hit the song for you, Jordan. I don't know if you know the song. Maybe I'll hit it before we go to outro. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's it's all things that we, we already kind of talked about and knew. And I think it's just, um, like I've said before, Anytime Iberflus talks, it's not that fucking stupid ass. Political bullshit. Yeah. Like, you know, try to like politician talk. Keywords in and yeah. say these key phrases in order for everybody to just leave me alone. Um, I think it, I think it was great, man. KB, what you got? Yeah, man, we uh, we, we sliding over the, 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 the shout out, man. That's what we're doing. Oh, I don't know. You can talk about the video. You can talk about shout outs. I don't give a oh, fuck. Man. I just figured out. Do whatever the fuck you want, man. Take the blue pill. Get the fuck out of here. Whatever. Yeah. Take the red one. Stick around. I don't know. What do you want to do? <laughs> In terms of the other man, like I said, it, it just harkens back to what I said about coaching, man. Uh, you see a plan being put into action. So it's funny when people say, oh, well, you know, the Bears don't even have a plan. And the Jaguars and the and whatever sad ass other teams have, they have the Jets. That's what it was. Jackson and Jets, according to Cowherd. You know, they might suck this year, but there, there's a plan in place. So it's it's nice to see that there's actually a plan in place. Uh, like I said, and you you see what Fields is doing, just to kind of as he he's stacking these practices and this game experience and everything else in this new offense and all these players. So. I, I'm like I say, I, I'm just happy with the coaching, man. That's that's my biggest thing. Because with good coaching, you'll see good growth. 
So to have them both, man, is is is, is pretty goddamn good. Yeah, agree, man. Um, I mean, I think I think we're good. I think we wrap this thing up and uh, and on to the the you know whatever the cuts. Um, those will start coming out probably probably tomorrow, maybe later today. I'm sure today they're probably making all the decisions. Tomorrow it comes out, and who knows? There might be a couple pieces that fall, man. That uh, mm-hmm. that we end up scooping up. There could be some mm-hmm. added depth to this team. There could be um, some pieces. Sorry, Robin, do you think do you think they might go for wide receiver? Well gets cut from another team because we've got all these injuries with wide receiver or would you say that's a bit too late now? I would say I'll, yeah. I would say I'll, offensive line and wide receiver are what they're gonna go yeah. for. Um yeah. go ahead, AC. Well, I wanted to speak on that. I know Denzel Mims has requested a trade or a release from the Jets and he has his career has not played out the way I expected in New York. But I loved him going into the draft. That's a piece I wouldn't mind having here. If he's released, I don't want to trade for him and and give up another draft pick or something like that. But if he yeah. gets released, I would not mind him in Chicago. And what KB was talking about with Cowherd coming on and saying they need to trade Roquan and turn to an offensive league and – do what the, the Jets wanker. and the Jags are doing. Yeah, he's a wanker too. He's a fucking But I mean, so if we would have threw a bunch of money at a wide receiver like a Christian Kirk, and then reached for a wide receiver or offensive lineman in the draft because we had nine offensive linemen going the first round last year, and I can't remember how many wide receivers, but there was a ton as well. If we hadn't played the board and stayed disciplined to picking the best player because we needed help all over the field. Then when it didn't play, then when it didn't work out or we gave up 50 points a game, they'd shit all over the bears again. So it was really a catch 22. Ryan Poles stayed true to his word. And I like the direction that we are heading. I think the arrow is pointing up. I love what Tevin Jenkins is doing at right guard, just to put a kind of a bow on this whole show. I mean, this guy was cut two weeks ago. You know, yeah. now he's a starting right guard and mauling people. We've said it when he came out of the draft. This dude's a mauler. Uh, he's everyone said he's better at right guard or right tackle, but our regime at the time said, no, he's a left tackle. That's where we're going to put it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's even what we said on this show right after the draft. Like, let this dude go to right guard, get him built up, get him whatever. And, and as he grows and, and, and is in the league, then you can consider it. But, I think that's just kind of where we wanted from the beginning. I know a lot of other people had different takes and, and whatever, but um, I just – and I, don't, I know I've talked about it before. I just hate putting a rookie at left tackle. I think you really do that dude a disservice. And you kind of – unless he's like a number one fucking overall or something like that, I think you do him a disservice putting him against the toughest fucking dudes in the league. And yeah, you're like – hey, yeah, I'm, but you're like, hey, welcome, welcome to the NFL, rookie. You know what I mean? It's just, I get it that there's one there this year, but I just think that it's a, it's a disservice and, uh, and whatever. That's just kind of how I am. Um, every, every Sunday, I hope the tailgaters have a segment named "He's a Wanker." Hey, <laughs> if yeah. you set up, if you set up the intro for me, Aldo, we will drop that every week, and Chris will talk about his wanker of the week. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Bob yeah. Burke's a wanker as well. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's kick around this let's kick around the room let's go to shout outs and uh and wrap this thing up and we'll see you guys uh next weekend right we're still gonna do one 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we can come on and talk about, you know, the movie. Yeah, 53 and all that, sure. And any other news that breaks. I'll be um, flying next Sunday, but it's not till afternoon, so so I'll be good. Um, Over to Jordan. Let's kick this thing from the West Coast, baby, baby. What you got, man? Any shout-outs, any last comments, close, whatever. As always, you fellas, AC, C-Dub, KB, Bobby B, I appreciate you all having me on. It's always fun. Uh, this has been enjoyable. Chad is always killing it, always bringing the good stuff. Uh, Don, kick rocks, eat a bag of dicks, you're a wanker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, Mike, Mike, Mike Marks can do the same thing. Uh, if you're a Bears fan, <laughs> go out with those barflies. If you're not. I don't know what the hell you're doing here. Go root for the Cowardly Lions or whatever other shit franchise you root for. And uh, I appreciate you having me on. It's early, but I enjoy doing this. And we'll uh, we'll talk soon, fellas. Thanks, everybody. Absolutely. Thanks, brother. All right, AC, over to you, man. We're just going to go Well, on my screen. You guys go like that. So, yeah, AC, yeah, yeah, kick yeah. it, man. What you got? Hey, shout out to y'all, man, for sure. Coming on here and talking some preseason ball. I know some people in the chat didn't like it, but, I mean, if they want to wait till the regular season, they can. Uh, what I'm seeing on my screen right now is 143 people watching. If y'all are watching, smash the like, comment, share, all that stuff. It helps with our algorithm and gets the bar rooms, networks, message spread out there more. Uh, and we appreciate everybody in the chat killing it today, giving us talking points and talking back and forth with us. Uh, shout out to Al. Actually, big shout out to Aldo. I know he was going through some things. He was sick for a while. His mother's uh i don't know if she's pulling through it or, or what's going on but she's definitely in our prayers aldo we love you godfather uh mm-hmm. you gave me a voice and i will always appreciate that um so definitely a big shout out to aldo and the whole gandia family he just became a grandfather too so big news in the gandia family uh and man i lost my <laughs> I lost track of my thought there but uh <laughs> So definitely shout out to y'all, shout out to the chat, shout out to Aldo, shout out to my son. He's uh playing football. I'm gonna bring him up every week. He's been really doing really well in practice. He's getting better and faster each week, and I love seeing that improvement. I'm kind of a helicopter dad. I sit out there and watch practice every week and stuff. And uh <laughs> <laughs> we got him a season ticket this year. Shout out. I'm kind of a helicopter dad too, but it's with my elephant truck. (laughs) (laughs) See, the way my thing is set up, uh, it's more like a light switch. (laughs) So I don't know. I can't really helicopter. You know, you know, blessed with a curse. I did something the other day. They said they think it's cute when elephants do it, but when I do it in fucking aisle three at Target, oh, (laughs) now I'm a pervert and I got to stay away from schools. Oh, well, uh, Scotty, don't listen to this. But you just know you're getting out. Uh, <laughs> oh, geez, my bad. But, dude. Uh, um, damn, you threw me off. So, we, we got him a season ticket. Kentucky kicks off in six days. Go, cats, and uh, y'all can take it away. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Izzy. I'll, I'll, I'll have to mute myself next time. I just, sometimes I just can't help myself. The next time you have a thought, just let it go. Going, Bobby, next, time, let it next, go about this, next time you have a thought, just shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> over to C-Dub, Mr. Chris Watts across the pond. What you got, man? Any closing comments, anything like that? 
Uh, just want to say thank you to you guys. Doing this show keeps me fucking sane, I'm telling you. Uh, it's just been a fucking blast this afternoon. Uh, and also to everybody in the chat, you know who you are. Uh, and I'm just saying this is my first full season as a Kentucky fan. So I'm absolutely buzzing for next week as well. And uh, yeah, yeah I, everything's positive. Everything feels positive for the Bears. So uh, I'm leaving it at that. <laughs> like, like George from Seinfeld, always leave on a good one. So, uh, yeah, yeah just, just just thanks to you guys for letting me continue being on this show because you're all great fellas and it means a lot to me to actually do this. So, uh, yeah, game on for you boys. Absolutely, bro. We appreciate it. And, and you know, just, just you know, in the wise words of Chris, Watt, Chris Watts, don't be a fucking wanker. <laughs> don't be a wanker. <laughs> yeah, there you go. KB, <laughs> Mr. Ryan Kirkland Billings, over to you, man. Closing comments, shout outs, what you got? Man, this shit went off the rails, man. We got we got folks eating bags of dicks. We're all terrain, motherfucker. We go wherever we want. Oh man. this today's been funny as hell. Uh, <laughs> uh you, you know how this is, man. We we get all into it, man. Uh shouts out to uh Aldo. Uh everything that you're going through, man. You know, we we love you, man. We all here for you. Congrats on being grandfather, brother. Uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited for football, man. I'm yeah, one, one, and then we got, and I mean, college football is coming up, yeah, so I'm, I'm super excited because uh, you know Notre Dame ain't nothing but down the street for me, and it's a lot of Notre Dame fans kind of staring at each other like, can we really beat Ohio State? I don't, I don't, I don't know. We might be ranked a little high this year. Yeah, I'm here for it. Man. Game to play. Hey, I do want to say, I know, I know Tooch does the betting thing. Uh, I know I saw. Notre Dame was plus 15 or plus 15 and a half. I don't think they win, but I think they cover that spread. That's just my opinion. I'm say, man, we're going to see. I just, I just want to see. I just want to see what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, shout out to y'all boys, man. Love y'all, man. We got love doing this, man. Just love doing it. Absolutely, man. And shout out to all you boys here on the show. Appreciate it. The inside, everything, just, you know, kicking this thing Sundays, getting this thing going again. Um, everybody in the chat, hell yeah. You guys fucking came with it today, too. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You guys, you did. There was disagreement, whatever. Who gives a shit? Like we said, we like it. Um, so the way, way it goes, we, we're allowed to do that. It's called fucking opinions. So it's cool. I like like seeing what you guys have to say, like like getting your perspectives and, uh, and you know, and, and spitting mine out, too, and going from there. Uh, Don Burr, off off it's the general <laughs> the general direction in which you can fuck um mr aldo gandia we greatly appreciate you buddy uh good talk yesterday you know i had, had a had a good good little, little text text chat but either way uh greatly appreciate you man and and uh you're in our prayers and you and your family and uh look forward to seeing you in chicago again soon um and then every, everybody, Jordan's just over there dying. You <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> everybody who's who's here with us, uh, greatly appreciate you guys, man. And and we'll be here next week. We'll be here next week for the final 53. Uh, we'll get some talks about that. Maybe some big pickups. Who fucking knows? Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. And then uh, opening, you know, game one versus, versus uh, mm. Sam Fran. What you got? One more thing. Um, yeah. You see, you want to do it or me? We're going to talk about the scheduling change a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll I'll hit it right now. So, um, coming up, coming Sunday mornings from now on, you're gonna get three shows Sunday mornings. We're gonna move back an hour, hour and a half ish, somewhere in there. Uh, we'll play it by ear and see see how it goes. But it's gonna kick off with Mister or with Joe Uncle Mike. 
No, I thought Mike was going to go second. Either way, you're going to have Mike North. You're going to have Joe Mandel and, his fan, and the fantasy uh, football goon. And then you're going to have us coming up uh, after that. So uh, what Mike and Joe decide to do is up to them. They can fucking Rochambeau or figure it out. I don't fucking care. But either way, there's going to be three shows for you li- lined up Sunday morning. Um, so we'll be with you. I mean, you know, all you got to do, tell tell Alexa to fucking play it and then um, get yourself game day ready and let us come through your kitchen. Um, wait, that's probably not a good idea if you got kids. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, either way, you guys know how it goes. Put a fucking earbud in, figure it out. Uh, but yeah, so you're going to get three shows Sunday morning. We're going to start kicking it at uh, 10 Eastern, um, 10 Central. Right? I think it's 10 Eastern. It'll be just like it's been this off season. Yeah, yeah. So, so it'll be just like what we got. But uh, you guys, you'll have a whole pack or lineup of shows. And then post game, you'll have Aldo and, and everybody. Um, it's just everything's about to kick off. You guys know know how it goes. It's football season. A lot of you guys we haven't talked to all off season. You'll come out of the woodwork again. We come out of the woodwork. I like my off season, man. That's the way it goes. Um, but well, we know you of- like your off season, Bobby. You started about week 10. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all, <laughs> all kinds of shows coming at you and, and ready to go. So uh, so we'll go from there. And you guys, like uh, AC said earlier, slap the like button, share it on Facebook, do it, go go to Twitter, find us on Twitter, fucking like it, share it, get all that thing going. Uh, we greatly appreciate your support and being here. And uh, if any of you up in New York, send me a DM. I'll be in the I'll be at the game in New York uh, October second. Um, that was my father's day present fucking way to raise some fucking kids. You know what I'm saying? Them kids were raised, right? Oh yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, all in all, uh, appreciate all you guys, the undefeated bears close out the preseason and, uh, <laughs> we're going to the regular season to see what happens. We're going to leave you all with a big old bear down. Bear down. Bear down. Bear down. Bear down. Bear down.